Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 13th of June 2013. I always suggest at the very beginning that newcomers should make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and start to understand the system you're born into and how the tricks are played to keep you inside a box, basically, and how these are sciences, very old sciences that have been used for thousands of years and much improved upon over the ages. And today, of course, it's almost perfect. And we're indoctrinated to believe the system's all very real. And that those who are above us all, you know, the ones that come out of special wombs, have a, a special interest in, in taking care of us, like good Santa Clauses, etc. Very reputable type people with loss of integrity. And of course, the opposite is completely true. The public relations department does a great job in spinning the news all the time to make them appear to be above uh, any, any untoward actions and so on. So we're trained from a, a very young age to believe in all this stuff. The ones at the top, of course, get completely different training from their parents and even from the schools they attend and so on. And uh, that's really the, the, the new class system, the super class, they call them at the top. I talked about a long, long time ago, and it's already here, and we're run by Conology, the art of conning the, the general public all the time. So help yourself the website. You'll find lots of information on it. you find out the big foundations really run the world. And they put politicians in, prime ministers and presidents in to power. They select them, they pre-select them before the public even hear their names. And how these private foundations all work together to bring in their form of a kind of Darwinist, Darwinist type of society with uh, the most evolved ones at the top, meaning the most uh, richest people who've kept hold of money through generations. They haven't squandered it through offspring to, to, or wayward and so on. And that gives them the proof that they're, they're, they're on board really and have all the right stuff to get ahead and they have the right to exploit all the rest of us. Remember, too, that you are the people who keep me going. You can help me tick along here by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMetries.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks, remember, or international postal money orders, or you can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. Straight donations are awfully welcome as we go through the planned devaluation of all currencies and, of course, they call it inflation or quantitative easing, which sounds better to the general population once again. But as I say, I can't stress enough how we're conned at every level. Even the media, I can see the change in the media in the last few months. Uh, it's like a switch was turned and they've all gone on board again at the same time with a new form of format of writing and even the topics that all have the same topics, all same stories. And we're being dished out stuff that we can do nothing about really. But things to argue about and debate about and get nowhere with because there's no public complaints department for anything that happens. Understand? And uh, the politicians, if anything else, you've been trained in this new system that you have nothing to do. And this was, this was always the goal of those who brought you what was called democracy, by the way. They never intended to give you democracy. Selective democracy, indeed. Depends what group you belong to and who finances you. 
But for the general population, no democracy at all. And then eventually they'd bring in this new system where an elite would run the world and they would train the public. who would be trained gradually to accept this was the new way, the natural way, that their betters should simply rule the world and you would be down below. Your job was just to earn money, pay taxes, consume and do your told. And most folk, unfortunately, have accepted that. They're quite happy. Most folk living in this new kind of socialist type system, they think it's socialist, and um, and everyone's really happy about it. But as I say, the things they may tell you to worry about, really, yet you always go behind the stories to find out why they're pushing certain things for you to upset you. And and what can you do about it, as I say? Because there's no complaints department. So you get led into more frustration, and you leave it more and more in the hands of those above you to supposedly sort out the message, which they never do. They have no intention to. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And as I was saying there, a minute ago, the, the fact is, we're being trained all the time, constantly trained. They call it lifelong training, in fact. And back in the 40s, different organizations were out there, big top world-class social organizations, talking about, about training the public for uh, all through their lives, from birth to death. Well, that's pretty well here today. And the public are aware, unaware of it, really, was how, how, it, how it's done and how it works. And even that it's happening, in fact. They never question how they get new topics given to them and how they come to what they think is their opinions on things. Uh, they, they question very little. In fact, they don't even know the techniques that are being used upon them to bring them to conclusions, and they're very easily delivered the sciences to them. But uh, as I say, definitely the media has gone into the next phase of this because it's so obvious with the kind of stuff they're pushing out there because almost everything is a grumble story but it leaves you helpless at the end because there's, there's just simply no way to counter any real problems like this. Everything today, we're told, is run by big international corporations. They meet constantly in big international meetings. CEOs have as much, if not more, power than prime ministers and presidents. In fact, they're all in bed together. And at least they call that fascism at one time. And, uh, and the train of public at the same time that you're all, you're out of the picture. You don't understand the big, big problems. And that society is simply too complex now to be handled in an old fashioned way. Uh, and that's an old, 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 uh, push that they had a long time ago. The society would become too complicated, etc., which is nonsense. Absolute nonsense altogether. The only thing that would be complicated is to unravel all the corruption uh, above you that you would unravel because it would be endless, absolutely endless. Everything today is to do with a form of fascism which uh, enables those who are already stinking rich to get awfully, awfully more richer. And they all collude together in any scams, including the, the carbon scams and so on. They're going to plunder the planets and the taxpayers of all countries uh, with this carbon nonsense. And all these weird... Uh, systems worked out supposedly to, to, to take into account all the energy that goes into making any product and all the byproducts from it and so on, and you'll end up paying it like a penalty when you buy the product. And where does the cash go? It goes into the big, big coffers, the big boys at the top, who trade the darn stuff between them. And they're a big casino, just like the ones that your pension plans are all on as well. But uh, the people have, as I say, what do you do about it because you're given no complaints department. And you have been trained of all the big international meetings that you hear all the time, the G8s, the G20s, 
the, very, the thousands of organizations that meet for, under the United Nations banners on every aspect of society and the planet. Uh, IBM's meetings with all the other big CEOs of all the big top corporations, international electricity grids and so on, that were all funding into existence with our tax money to be handed over to private companies. And meanwhile, you're getting lots and lots and lots of entertainment, of course. And when you're really depressed with all the nasty stories that come out, that's what they, they expect you to do. You can take so much, and then you go off into fantasy land, and you spend your life in fantasy land as an escape. And this is all understood. They know what they're doing at the top. And there's never been such a time when so much fantasy and so many TV stations are out there and channels are just giving you such a selection of incredible fantasy. So it works awfully, awfully well. It's not there by chance. Even Plato said it in the cities. He says we must get lots of entertainment because it's an artificial system. And nothing's changed. So the training, mind you, is fantastic today, as I say, because it's eternal training from, from birth to death. And there was a bishop in England years ago, they called him the Red Bishop, in fact, of the Anglican Church, and he was a communist as well, who, back in the 40s, uh, wrote a book about it too, and he called it eternal uh, lifelong learning, he said, upgrading the populations uh, constantly by those who knew how to do it. And we're in that mode today. Long before you accept new normals, you're trained by by little trial balloons that come out to test you first, put the idea in your head, and then experts eventually chatter about it on talk shows and so on, until eventually you, you adopt the opinion that you're supposed to take, and you think it's yours. And then you accept things which you, you really, in a rational mind, in, a, in an informed frame of mind, you wouldn't at all. And this is, this is used constantly. But definitely, as I say, the media has gone into a, a different uh, phase now. And they're all on board. They always were, mind you, on board. But you had some occasional journalists who would take a little step once in a while to say something actually meant something. That's all going to stop. It really is going to stop because the media is all part of the big control system. Now, this article here is not too bad. So to do all, all this stuff about being surveilled, most folk, through all the chatter they hear about surveillance and the NSA and so on and so on and so on, and all the articles coming out of the Patriot Act and all the other acts every country's got, has got plenty of articles over the years that we have no privacy. I've read the articles here that where it actually says that you have no privacy. As we've gone on for years, you've been trained to accept you have no privacy. And that if you're good... And you know what good is? Good is your latest PC update, if you're politically correct, and then the latest thing you're supposed to be happy about, uh, then, then you're good. If you've got an old-fashioned idea that hasn't been updated, then you're, you're bad, you see. And, and you might, might feel, oh, my goodness, are they, are they watching me because I've got this opinion on something? And well, of course you are. Everyone's being labeled. We, we, we're being monitored daily, folks. We have been for years since he gave us a computer. They couldn't do what they're doing in the world today without the aid of the computer, as all having it. And and uh, even this, this, all that nonsense about all, no child left behind and, and so on and so on, that was all to make sure that every child gets indoctrinated into it. Because one generation must grow up where they do everything electronically and think nothing about putting their innermost thoughts, spontaneous thoughts, immediately up through either their phones or the computer for the big boys to grab and add it to the personality profile. There's never been a society like this in history. Every tyrant in history, as I say, used to hire, sometimes in the old city states, hundreds of spies 
who mixed in with the general population, lived next door to them, and, and simply spied on, on their chatter to see what they're up to. The biggest cities up into the 1800s and the early 1900s had thousands of spies doing the same thing, like London, uh, just reporting back to MI, the precursor of MI5 and uh, the Secret Service of, the, of this day, and uh, in Scotland Yard and so on. So nothing's changed except they've got better techniques, but everything depends on the computer. In fact, this whole world system of theirs, including their new economy of rip-offs, would fall apart if it wasn't for the computer. Because they've advanced warnings of everything that's going on. They know all the trends that are going on financially, etc. Immediately, way, way bigger than it's printed in the paper. And, of course, we know that all the snooping boys, too, and, and the private corporations, they, they employ as well, they share all the snooping, have all this data on everybody, and they, they give it to preferential clients, put it that way, not just the government. Now, once you start something, it becomes a habit, and then it becomes normalized. Most folk can't stop it. It's like addictive, you see. And they've made uh, the computer almost a necessity for most folk. They can't do without it. So many articles I've read over the air over the years, too, to see to show how folk are, addi- are literally addicted to it. And they have therapy sessions in different countries for folk who are addicted, not just to the games, children who are addicted to games and they can't even sleep. They're up all night, night after night, and day. And adults, too, who can't stop it. All kinds of things happen. And they have a, a neurosis, a panic sets in if they've left their cell phone behind and things like this. Astonishing how it's taken over folks' lives. And yet not that long ago, they didn't have them, and they functioned quite well. Everything did. And they had privacy. More privacy, at least. But you find, uh, as we're being trained to accept and accept the fact we're all just little specks down below. Now, there are special standards for special people, you understand. And that came out years ago, even uh, before they brought out the Facebook and so on. The VIPs and so on, you won't get anything on them at all unless they allow it up there. And they're also exempt from being spied upon under certain codes, etc. So you really have a real class system, big, big class system that, that has a gradient system right down to all of you. And most folk will accept it quite happily because they can't remember very much today. They have, they lose concentration. They can't read a, a book for 15 minutes anymore. And they've been trained that way as well. They have minimalistic thinking, speaking, and that's all part of it. George Orwell talks about minimalism and language too, till eventually you wouldn't have the language to be a rebel because you couldn't formulate it together to, to, to persuade others or convey the meaning. Now, here's an article, for, for example, that says here, for all those who think they have choices in things, uh, it says that... Um, Starting the week, June the 3rd, it says Yahoo is discontinuing Mail Classic. It's requiring all Mail users to switch to the new version of Mail and accept a TOS privacy policy update that lets it scan emails to, and this is their story, deliver product features, relevant advertising, and abuse protection. In other words, we know they've been scanning and keeping the data for years, but see, under their legal systems, they prefer you, and this is a very big thing if you give your permission for them to do it. It comes down heavily on you, like in any legal suit whatsoever. The government itself can use that, because you agree to it, you see. 
saves them a lot of problems. Because then they can bring it out publicly they were snooping on you, you see. Because you allowed them to. So something to do just distribute the advertising. They want to scan all your content, put you in their algorithms and so on, sort you out, categorize your personality, and all your friends and acquaintances and all the rest of it, everywhere you know, and everything you've said or thought or whatever, and, and uh, they'll keep the whole darn lot. And of course, DARPA gets it as well, and the NSA, and the Pentagon. But it says here that, um, and this, this is your choice, isn't it? It says, it says that... Um, to deliver product features relevant. So you can opt out of the ads, but if you don't want to be scanned, you have to ditch Yahoo Mail. That's what the offer they're giving you. So much for choices. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back carrying through the matrix, talking about Yahoo is only one example, of course, because they're all at it, and they're all parts of the NSA anyway, and it's also similarly give them the right to pass immediately all the stuff to the NSA rather than go through a, maybe a signing a form for lump sums of email all at once. But it says, uh, said here that, um, those who upgrade can opt out of contextual ads through the Yahoo Ad Manager. Yahoo bluntly tells users to refuse its new policies that they should either download their mail to another IMAP client or close their account. And it says uh, premium mail plus users who want to cancel their accounts can get a prorated refund. So there's your choice. It says some are li- living the, the switch, an aggressive invasion of privacy. And it says, um, however, as commentators on HackerNet News uh, notes, uh, Gmail has long scanned your email to show you related ads. Even if you use a system like Startmail, it doesn't scan your messages. The system your con- uh, conversation partners use might not be so hands off. And as many warn, anything you send in an email could end up public, so keep the naughty stuff off the web. In other words, you have to be politically correct, like the ideal citizen, and don't put any personal thoughts down at all. I mean, that's your choice, folks. That's that's your choice. And that's, that's, that's where you live at the bottom of this whole totem pole here. That's your choices in democracy for those who still are stupid enough to think they have some kind of democracy. Now, also, too, as I say, we're living in a big fascist system where big, big business and government are interwoven completely, and they keep the farce of getting of democracy going just to keep us all placated and happy. But it says, it says, the U.S. military is looking to locate some of, his, of their predator drones, sending some to South and Central America, according to a new article in Wired. It says the U.S. forces come home from Afghanistan. The U.S. military seems to have a surplus of predator drones, right? Remotely operated unmanned aircraft vehicles used to carry out attacks and intelligence gathering missions. Drones previously used in Afghanistan would be given to operational missions by previously undeserved commands, including those in the Pacific and in Southern America, according to the Chief of Staff of the U.S. Air Force General Norton Schwartz. While the exact number of drones which were sent to Latin America remains unknown, the implications of their presence remain hotly contested. Some question whether their presence in the region is even necessary or whether they be effective in thwarting drug, drug traffickers. Now, we know that the drug wars are it's a big, big business. And as I say, the boys who run the legal systems in the top also run the underworld as well, for those who don't quite understand that. 
uh, because wherever profit is, believe you me, everything is legitimized uh, with a massive, you know, once you pass a certain magic number in profit, believe you me. And big countries have used, used the drug money for black budgets and all kinds of things, even for taking down cultures by, by swamping them in drugs. That's an old trick. We did the same thing with the Chinese during the Opium Wars. And it says here that uh, Micah Zenko of the Council on Foreign Relations told the Wired magazine that while the drones could help with spy missions in South America, there's no good reason to use their attack capabilities. Of course there will be, because everything they fire off at somebody else has to be replaced by the taxpayers back home. And it's big money, you see. It says that there's no strategic rationale for the U.S. to be responding to the flow of drugs from Latin America with the tactical use of kinetic force used against drug planes or boats you happen to be able to find. He said, furthermore, Zenko noted that the drones might be better used for United Nations peacekeeping operations in regions like southern Sudan. And it says 3,800 troops deployed right now for an area 2,100 kilometers with poor roads that wash out in rainy seasons. Told the magazine that the deployment of these spy capabilities and associated logistics and training infrastructure would make a huge difference. Now, big things are lined up, as you know, for Latin America, because I've read the articles too, where Israel is heavily involved in some of the countries down there too, uh, under various guises, including guises of aid uh, and drone, more drones as well from them. And the U.S. is involved in it too. Wherever they can sell their drones, their big war machines, which of course will have to be updated all the time, just like the Cold War. Uh, every month there was a new missile. Oh, we don't have the one that can stop that. We need another one to counter it. It was a great booming business through the whole Cold War. It was a complete farce, of course, but incredibly lucrative to the big boys because war is awfully profitable. And, and of course, anything, today you'll notice, you see, you can't say anything out about war because it is so incredibly profitable for the big boys. So, so it's not going to stop. It's going to get worse, in fact. And of course, you're all going to get observed too with drones flying all over you shortly. But it says, in order to prevent terrorist attacks in the U.S. and to save American lives, the U.S. government conducts targeted strikes against specific Al-Qaeda terrorists, sometimes using remotely piloted aircrafts, often referred to publicly as drones. The White House Counterterrorism Chief John Brennan said earlier this year, according to Associated Press. The pair of drones are not just being used abroad, however. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency have increased the use of the aircraft, predator drones, right, to patrol southern borderlands and interior for drug raids. Last month, agency announced that two new unmanned drones would fly in Washington state airspace. The drones deployed in Washington will be 10,000-pound Predator B unmanned aircraft with 950-mile coverage ranges that can stay in the air for up to 20 hours at a time. It says the announcement came as part of the Department of Homeland Security's six-year effort to build the nation's largest fleet of domestic surveillance drones. Critics of the use of unmanned aircraft on U.S. soil and airspace say prior drones are not as effective as less pricey aircraft in drug smuggling cases and could be an invasion of privacy for American citizens. You'll get used to them, folks. You've accepted everything else like, like no other people and planet's ever done in history. You'll accept that, too. And you'll get used to it. You'll be normalized to it. Says the border drones require an hour of maintenance for every hour they fly. They cost about $3,000 per hour to operate. Well, that's awful lucrative for the guys who own them again. And you see big business rules today. You can't stop it. You can't say anything bad about it. Big business, the buck. Rules, folks. Conscience and all the rest of it. Oh, forget that. Back with more after this.
are listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the Matrix talking about uh, how things really are and how the cons work and so on. And pretty well everything in today's commerce is run by conology, as I say. Pretty well everything, even the whole business of economics is conology. And banking, too, the way it's presented to us is conology as well. Even most of the politicians, when they're asked how does the the, the financial system work in in, in your central banks, they they don't know. That's why they're picked by their masters. They, They don't know. And they probably will never ask or find out, you see. Quite happy to get their big fat paycheck, do what they're told, con the public with other things, uh, and, and raise taxes and so on. That's the reality of the world. Because these are the kind of characters who, who go in to be politicians. And in this article I was reading about the, 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 this carbon emission, says Obama quietly raises carbon prices, costs to climate increase. Now there's a big meeting going on right now, as I've said, it's more important than this NSA whistleblowers nonsense, uh, because basically we've been told all that stuff before and over and over again about, about the fact we have no privacy and what's been happening to us. But the big things I say is the carbon meetings are on right now, because after all, remember Lord Rothschild came forward a few years back there and, uh, He's probably with Al Gore and all the rest of them because they start to make trillions, trillions per year off of nothing called carbon taxes and getting funneled through their private bank, the Rothschilds private bank in Switzerland. That's what he said. He says, this, I'll put my bank up, the family's bank in Switzerland, he said, and we can take in the carbon taxes for the whole of Europe and maybe the world. Now, can you imagine the, the cost, just the interest alone per night? This going to rake in. As trillions per, per day get put into this stuff from all over the planet. And wait, what's, what's it going to do to the climate? It just makes you poorer, that's all. And you're going to pay heavily and dearly. It's not just to do with paying taxes. It's whole new massive bureaucracies of, and government agencies that are going to come around your home and around your place to see how you, you create pollution of all kinds and you're going to get personally taxed as well, folks. This is, understand, I've mentioned many, many times that, that Charles Galton Darwin, for instance, in his book, The Next Million Years, talking about the elite's agenda, him being part of, of course, uh, uh, he said that um, there's always been slavery in some form or another. We're in the process of creating a new form, a more sophisticated form of slavery. This is slavery, folks. By law. You can do this, you can't do that, you pay this, pay that, etc., and you have no idea. Uh, you see, understand, all money and wealth comes from you and your labor through this thing called money that they take off you. And they live awfully well off it at the top. All the big multinational corporations get massive gifts of your tax money to start other big parts of their environmental friendly uh, projects and so on. They get it all for nothing. And then they sell it back to you as, as services and so on at extortionate prices. That's the real world. Wake up. Anyway, quite raises carbon prices as, as cost to the climate increase. <laughs> Britain a little uh, noticed rule on microwave ovens as a change in the U.S. government's accounting for carbon emissions. 
They could have wide-ranging uh, implications for everything from power plants to the Keystone XL pipeline. So the increase of the so-called social cost of carbon to $38 a metric tonne in 2015 from $23.80. Now, remember too, this is all abstract. They don't measure the stuff. There's no scales there with a, a tonne of carbon on it. It's all bogus nonsense. So adjust the calculation the government used to weigh costs and benefits of proposed regulations. The figure is meant to approximate losses from global warming, which are still going on about even though it's been cooling for the last 18 years, uh, such as flood damage and diminished crops. Now, you're in the middle of weather warfare right now, for those who don't know so. We are at the bottom of the reality heap. They've been doing massive global geoengineering since 1998 solidly. That's when they started solidly doing it. And the weather of war. I've read other articles, even the Air Force's articles on the air here, about owning the weather. And it was meant, too, to devastate crops in certain areas. It could help uh, crops really do well in other areas. So, naturally, the big boys at the top, the big five agribusinesses, get all the data who's going to get the flooding this year and who they're targeting for droughts. And they also know where they're putting their own stuff and they know the massive profits they're going to rake in because they'll be left alone. You think they don't do it this way? Of course they do it. Science has always been used against the public for incredible profit. This is when the, this is with the change, the government actions led to cuts in emissions. Anything from new mileage standards to clean energy loans will appear more valuable in its cost-benefit analysis. On the flip side, environmentalists urge that it could be used to judge projects that could lead to more carbon pollution, such as TransCanada Core and so on. That was give the dialectic of the two official groups that they are all paid by the same bunch. As we learn, the climate change damage is worse. This is from a public relations guy who makes his money off climate change. PR, please. As we learn that climate damage is worse and worse, there's no direction they could go but up. Laurie Johnson, chief economist for climate at the Natural Resources Defence Council, said in an interview. Johnson said the administration should go further. She estimates the cost of uh, it could be as much as $266 a tonne. Now, guess who's going to pay all that, folks, for everything that's made and that you buy? Since even supporters questioned the way the administration slipped the policy out without first opening it for public comment, what well, doesn't surprise me? Are you surprised? When are you ever asked about anything? You're trained that special committees deal with everything above you, and you accept it all. Since the change was buried in an afternoon announcement made at first about efficiency standards for microwave ovens, that's how they snuck it out, a rule not seen as groundbreaking. This is a very strange way to make policy about something this important. Frank Ackerman, an economist at Tufts University, who published a book about the economics of global warming, said in an interview that the Obama administration hasn't always leveled with us about what's happening behind closed doors. Industry reps are equally puzzled. It says it's a pretty important move to do this without any outside participation is bizarre. Really? Since when? Since when is it bizarre not to consult the public? And uh, since the administration first arrived at the calculation in 2010 using leading expert models, and all computer models were, you, you know, especially made to give you scary, scary answers, you know, and updating it, applying the same methods and assumptions, Office of Management and Budget spokeswoman Ari Isaacson Assel said in an email. The economic reporter, the president in March said the administration would update estimates as new scientific and economic analysis becomes available. 
In addition, environmental protection agencies later in issuing rules to cap greenhouse gas emissions from new power plants, a sign that would preclude the construction of new coal-fired plants that don't have expensive carbon capture technology. So anything that's very efficient is to be done away with. And anything that's going to cost stacks and stacks of, of government tax grants, gifts to these big characters with their, you know, their windmills and so on, is, is going full steam ahead. Massive money in it. Massive profit. Everything is a racket, folks. And so it's important to brainwash people, though, first. And once you've done it, it's very easy to do through fiction and all the rest of it. And, uh, and, and then you'll believe it. Oh, well, they have to do it, you know. We have to get taxed into the, the dirt and, and then pay for that because you're polluting it, you know. It says here, the activist post put an article, it says the purpose of geoengineering and chemtrails, it, the fallout of it all is death, it says. It says, uh, throughout May of 2013, Southern California, home of 22 million people, received by far the most powerful daily aerosol attacks as writer has ever seen since learning of the geoengineering issue in 2007. The sky remains white out. And that's where you get eggshelled white all over the skies. I've got it up here too. And I, w- I watched them making it early in the morning, all the trails back and forth, back and forth, until it's eggshell color. It says, mountains 10 miles away are barely visible due to toxic chemtrail fallout. Now, since the 90s too, even the NOAA guys have said that visibility is, is falling. NASA had the same thing. They called it global dimming. It's because of all the particulates in the air from the chemicals that they're dumping in the, in the sky. Go and check it up yourself. It says, everyone must be informed quickly to stop the soft kill murder operation, which is clearly escalating. And there are times it was easier to control a million people than physically to kill a million people. Today it's infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. That was Zygmunt Brzezinski, who was a National Security Advisor, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission at Bilderberg Group. Geoengineering, often referred to as chemtrails, exists as a global nuisance for the primary purposes of causing severe bodily injury and premature death with malice after thought. Now, there's no doubt about it, even the geoengineers themselves, who uh, come out with a little, uh, you know, smug smile at the big meetings, because they all know they're already doing it and have been doing it. But they're always giving out uh, little thoughts about what happens if we go ahead and really do it. But they do admit to the, 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 the metals and so on which they're using. And they do admit that there's incredible toxic effects on all life. Uh, you can also go into all the amazing records that have to do with medical associations and so on and surveys and stats, etc., with incredible breakouts of chronic bronchitis that simply won't clear up from people. Children, adults, it's everybody. No one's immune from it. Because, you see, it's a massive irritant you're breathing in all the time. And certain areas, it's worse than others. Now, you have to go into also the, the weather warfare treaties of the United Nations, and you'll see what they can do with this stuff, and then start to put it together when you see what's happening today with the storms and the spray and the, the, the medical fallout of it all, too. It is happening, folks. So geoengineering involves large aircraft constantly spraying tiny particles of aluminum and barium, amongst many other harmful toxins. They're also putting sulfur into it now. And says all people and animals then inhale the toxins while breathing without informed consent. The toxins also poison the soil and fresh water sources. It's well known and documented that long-term exposure to air pollution consisting of particulate matter significantly increases the risk of dying from lung cancer and heart disease. 
Over many years, the danger of breathing soot-filled air is comparable to the health as, uh, associated with long-term exposure to secondhand smoke. In 2010, 1,200,000 Chinese were killed by particulate air pollution. The particular dangers of inhaling particulate matter applies to smoke and secondhand smoke. It says coal miners' lung, uh, and it says a lung disease due to infl- inhalation of coal dust. And baker's lung, bakers also get it. Inhaling flour and other allergens cause severe asthma and so on. The dangers can be avoided while geoengineering particulates fall out, cannot, is sprayed all over you. They've been doing it for steady, as I say, since 1998. And I'll another thing too. When you go into the logistics of all of this too, when you think about the massive money from the big, big chemical industries and agencies that make this stuff, it's got to be in the trillions every year. What a deal. Didn't we stop that, folks? And who's involved? Well, the same boys, the military-industrial complex. The usual boys. So it says here that um, it will result in uh, democide if not stopped completely. I'm talking to Professor R.G. Rummel of the University of Hawaii. Democide is the murder of any person or people by a government, including genocide, politicide, and mass murder. Democide does not include soldiers killed in battle during the 20th century. 1900s alone, uh, as his Rummel calculates, the government power was used to murder approximately 262 million people. It appears that history is repeating itself with improved technology. Of course, most folk read these figures like 262 million people killed by their own governments from the 1900s onwards. And well, we're civilized now. Like we had, I think it happened one day back in ten years ago. But suddenly, we made a big leap forward and became civilized. No, the same psychopaths, folks, are the ones who gravitate to power. It's never changed. Mind you, they have special treatments for themselves, and they have blood filtration and so on, which takes a lot of this particulars out of them. They have access to treatments you'll never ever see. And food too, by the way, you get a pass for special food. It never sees a raindrop from the polluted skies, the chemtrails. I'll put this link up tonight for those who want to go through it, but you might want to prefer to look at something happy, you know, on television or something. I've also too mentioned so many times about the big rackets to do with, you see, understand that everything where big money is is a racket. Anything to do with human emotion is a racket. And if you look at all, I, I, I've been to different funerals over years, and I, I, when people die, you always get the, 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 the undertakers come up with the cancer box for charity. Well, so far, I haven't seen them cure a single case of cancer. And believe you me, when you read the articles at the top, even from the big boys that talked about depopulating us openly, I've read lots of the articles here, the last thing they'd want is a cure for the ordinary person on any disease. It's not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. But again, it doesn't matter with human emotion coming in and you'll see parents losing their children and tears flow and the charity boxes come out and they make a killing. Susan G. Komen, CEO, making $684,000 per year as breast cancer organization faces nationwide race cancellations and flagging donations. So the CEO, CEO Nanny, Nancy Brinkers took a big pay raise from 417000 in 2010 to $684,000 and continues to benefit from the bump in pay despite announcing in 2012 she planned to step down from the job. It says seven out of 14 three-day races were cancelled in cities nationwide. 
to, to raise money for the, for the charity for 2014 due to drops in participation. Some blame controversy over Coleman's decision to defund breast exams at Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is in for abortion, folks. It's for abortion, folks. So that's why she's dropped it. Between 2007 and 9, Brinker pulled the non-profit um, one, she should build it $133,507 in expenses. That's on top of her $684,000 salary. And at the same time, she was also working full-time for the federal government. She's one of the country's largest breast cancer charity, Susan G. Komen, announced it was cancelling half its races next year. She says uh, Brinker's compensation package has increased considerably in the past two years. And then goes through the, the, all the money she's raking in. So you see, every charity is a racket. It truly is. The more emotional it is, the more so. Because folk just cave in then and oh, they'll help somebody else. Maybe this money will help somebody else. Also too, is it the strange relationship with Israel and the US? Because folk forgets that at one time uh, they tried to sink the Liberty ships called the Liberty. USS Liberty. Uh, and it says, uh, survivors resolve, remember the liberty. Elmira resident pursues answers to the 1967 Israeli attack on the US ship, claiming the life of Ithaca Sailor, it says. And, uh, it says, it's easy to get, uh, to get retired Sailor Richard's Rocky Sturman to talk about the events that took place aboard the USS Liberty on June 8th, 1967, the day the American intelligence gathering ship was attacked by Israeli jets and torpedo boats during the Six Day War. The hard part comes when the 66 year old Queens native who moved to Amara five years ago tries to tell the stories with his, with his voice choking and emotion and so on. I'll read this when I get back because it's an important thing that happened. And it's glossed over because of political correctness today. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And the reason I'm talking about the liberties is because it's anniversary again, and it's a terrible thing that happened. It says, Sturman, who's a 20-year-old radio operator in the Liberty 67, was not amongst the 206 sailors who were killed or wounded during the attack. But he and other survivors are convinced the attack was deliberate, and it was. There's been lots of books out about it since then. They're also angry that the U.S. Navy investigators looking into the incident were ordered by the President of the U.S. to accept Israel's explanation that its pilots thought the Liberty was an Egyptian ship, closed the books on the investigation, and suppressed any information that contradicted the mistaken identity excuse. And Sturman goes on to say, Israel says the pilots say we weren't flying our flag, but we have two flags with bullet holes in them. So what does that tell you? So there are so many people that know the liberty, and they all say we got screwed over by the government. Ithaca resident John Caleb Smith Jr., 24 that day, was one of the casualties. Like Sturman, Smith was a radio operator on the Liberty, and the two knew one another. Sturman said the Ithaca sailor's death aboard the Liberty was largely overlooked until a group of people from his hometown raised money for a flagpole to be erected in front of his elementary school, called Immaculate Conception, in 2002. He was one of the sailors killed when the Liberty was hit by a torpedo, says oldest brother, Jerry Smith, 75, of Rochester. I mean, that, that uh, jet fighters and everything strafing them. Low down too, so they knew darn well it was an American ship. 
says John's body was escorted by one of the sailors aboard the ship, but we were told not to open his casket, and we didn't like that very much, Smith said. He was in the area where the torpedo had a direct hit, and identified his body with, by a wallet in his pocket. Personally, I thought the Israelis knew what they were doing when they attacked the ship because they knew it was a, a spy ship and was sending information about their flight with, their fight with Israel back, or Egypt back to the US. I think they covered it up, and I think that our government covered it up too. Well, they did, because there's very powerful institutions inside the US at that time. Uh, they were funding a lot of the, the politicians at the same time too. And the US president basically, uh, ordered them to, to just drop it. And actually, he wanted the ship sunk. It'd be far better that way. And so would, so did Israel, because then they would have blamed the Egyptians. That was the whole point of it, folks. And then the U.S. could have been brought into the war itself, if it went badly. That's reality. That's how things really are. So let's put this link up tonight, too. And uh, another one as well, but it's got quite a good little story. It goes on a bit too, tells you what they did. They were, they had napalm, they were napalmed as well by bombs, strafed by the cannons from the ship, from the, 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 the planes, torpedoed. And then they were bringing down uh, commandos, going to bring commandos down to finish off all the crew. They wanted everybody, every witness dead. This is all planned that way with the U.S. and Israel. I know another guy too who was on an aircraft carrier. Uh, in that region too at the same time and he said they had US jets uh, completely armed with uh, tactical nuclear weapons in case things went bad for Israel and that's reality that's how the world is and everyone's expendable if you're a lowly down person at the bottom all of us are you know it's a pity you couldn't have a place where ordinary folk could meet the ones near the top and listen into their chats and conversations because you, you would not believe you're in the same world when you hear their views and opinions of what they want to do and what they see all of your roles as being and how they view you. You would not believe it at all. Stop watching all the propaganda fiction from television and start thinking if you want to survive. If you don't, that's up to you. From Hamish Massel from Ontario, Canada, as good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.